It was media day for the Golden State Warriors and a lot of NBA teams, and Ryan Leong was there. AP Sports reporter is going to join me next. We're going to break down Chris Paul's comments, revising uh, what he said earlier this summer about his role on the team, specifically pertaining to starting. We got an update on Draymond Green. We got sound from new Golden State Warriors. We're going to have some fun, folks. Join the party. It's Locked on Warriors. You are Locked on Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My colleague and friend, Ryan Leong, you can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Leong. It's that simple. He uh, he reports for the Associated Press, NBC News, a whole bunch of stuff. You were at the scene today. By the way, you can follow me, Cyrus Otzes, on Threads at Dogwild. I refuse to support Elon Musk. Threads is a cool platform. When Waj is dropping bombs on the platform, you know it's going in the right direction. So I, I love it there. Follow me there at Dogwild. We're live tonight. What's up, everyone, except all you impatient Fs uh, who are hating on us because we started 15 minutes late. Uh, other than other than you folks, hello to everyone and hello to Ryan. Ryan, how was Media Day, man, and how are you doing? Good to see you, brother. Hey, good seeing you too. Thanks, Cyrus. Uh, yeah. yeah, media day was all right. I was expecting it to be a little bit more than it was. I think it's just because the one thing that's constant is change, and I just think the Warriors are, are, are a little more insular than how they've been in the past. And we talked about this just before the show started. You know, maybe things keep keep leaking out, but then maybe they're not leaking out by the media, but it's, it's, it's caused the Warriors to be more uh, cloak and dagger about uh-huh. things. So, you know, <laughs> they as you, as you probably know, maybe the, the viewers do too, the Warriors do a thing now where they, where they put everybody in the media room one by one, okay? And so each person comes in, gets their, I don't know, 10 minutes, maybe 15 if it's someone like Draymond Green or Steph Curry, and they answer questions from the media. Now, outside of that, the players are doing all their different promotions for the year. They, this is where you see the commercials that, that end up on NBC Sports Bay Area during the season. Uh, they do things for 95-7, their, their own in-house stuff, stuff that you see during the game on the scoreboard. So all these things happen on one day, and all the players are in uniform. Um, now, you were there last last year with me, Cyrus, and we saw some of the stuff happening behind the scenes. Now, this year, the Warriors closed off a lot of stuff. I didn't see a lot of the stuff this year. I didn't try to go behind the curtain because I'd probably get shooed away by some staffer. And uh, one of the things I saw was the players doing their own, like, sketches of themselves, self-portrait. And at one point, maybe because <laughs> some other media I know, some of my colleagues in the Chinese media were shooting some video on their iPhones. They started putting curtains up and blocking us off. So that kind oh. of stuff. But, you know, hey, when you're when you're a guest and that's, that's funny, they call it media day. They should call it rights holder day. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't sound quite as, you know, it doesn't sound quite as cool as media day. But in all honesty, it's a rights holder day. It's really good for 95.7. And it's really good for NBC Sports Bay Area and for the Warriors own production companies. Outside of that, you're kind of SOL if you're one of the other you know uh, organizations or outlets. Well, and me, look, Media Day is a spectacle. I, you know, I, I, I wanted to come today, and, and my apologies again to the organization. Uh, I already, I already let them know my bad. Um, I just, I just couldn't make it. I wanted to, but it's a lot of it is just show. It's for show. A lot of it is the team getting the players in uniform, reading scripts. Um, a lot of the stuff, for example, that like let's say you're a fan and you're at the arena, right? And it's 
March of 2024. And you're looking at the screen and suddenly you see like Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga playing some funny trivia game with each other, right? That stuff's right. recorded today on media day. Like that's right. what a lot of today is for. Um, right. But it's also obviously supposed to be very open to the media to ask questions. Now, granted, the, the players were rolling one by one uh, into the interview room to address, you know, folks like yourself who were there mm -hmm. asking questions. Um, and I want to get started with that uh, because some of the players said some interesting things. Some of the players we've never heard from before. Like I loved uh, the first introduction to Dario Saric, for example. But first things first has to be Chris Paul because he's been kind of stirring the pot a bit this summer, uh, refusing to really commit to a team first uh, a narrative of, you know, making sacrifices, you know, not caring so much about, about being a, a starter. Um, well, he does care. And he's been very uh, uh, confrontational about it. Uh, he has not just kind of, you know, played along and, and said the right things. And, you know, it's, it's, it's drummed up a lot of consternation from Dub Nation. So, of course, he was going to be asked about this today. And this time he was clearly prepared. And this time I think he was much more of a team player because uh, he said the right things, in my humble opinion. Here is Chris Paul, courtesy of NBC Sports Baria uh, and their Twitter account. Thanks for as always to you folks for doing the tremendous editing with these uh, clips. Here is Chris Paul uh, discussing his role with the Golden State Warriors this year. You obviously, I assume, probably know that the starting lineup question is coming. Um, no. What, yeah. <laughs> what is, uh, I guess, your just... How much does that matter to you? You know, for me, uh, I actually had an opportunity in 08 to come off the bench for the Olympic team. You know what I mean? And that went pretty well. And I think anybody who knows me knows that I'm all about winning. You know what I mean? Whatever whatever I can do to help our team win. So I know coaching us, we're going to talk about it and see what it looks like. We've been hooping all summer. And I think, um, you know, for, for the season, you know, it's, it's going to be whatever to, to help our team win. And I think I've at least tried to show or proven that my entire career. So, yeah. Well, except for this last summer, where you were not saying the right things. But uh, Ryan, it looks like he's he's buying in more. This time he's saying the right things. Again, it would be absolutely, in my humble opinion, but I think it's the opinion of a lot of people, maybe the vast majority, who thinks it would be pretty asinine to make Chris Paul a starter on this particular roster. I feel like he said the right things there. Uh, what are your thoughts on Chris Paul's comments today? No, I think he's definitely much more – I don't know if I want to use the word contrite, but he seems like he's definitely much more on board with what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was asked other questions later, most notably what it was like the first time he put on a Warriors uniform, and he said that how – you know, I guess he had something with his family chat, and he said he couldn't – even his family members were like, I don't know, man, we can't – we're not used to this yet. But I'm also looking at the comments on social media. I've seen people post on Instagram. A lot of Warriors fans are like – they're just – they're – they're kind of 50-50 right now. They're not hating on Chris Paul, but they're just not – like, they're not used well, to like, seeing this. Like, look at this comment right here from Gilbert Arbalo, who writes, Paul comes off like the most entitled non-champion, and I'm a Suns fan. <clears throat> Hope he accepts the role that the powers that be gives him. There you go. There's one example. Yeah, right that's, a good, that's a good way of putting it. I agree with that comment. I, I, I just – but I, I will say this. He, he definitely seemed much more cooperative than I've seen him over the years. He's always been somewhat um, aloof. I wouldn't say arrogant, but just kind of aloof, a little stubborn. And he's always been a little bit, a little combative even possibly, you know, is a good way to put it. And and he was much more like agreeable to, to things than I've ever seen him before. So maybe all the time he spent with the Warriors is already kind of being kind of permeating and, and sort of like uh, changing his mindset. One of the things he talked about too, is he also talked about how, how much he envied the fact that he's played for so many teams and he's never played for just one team. And he talked about how, 
he was hoping he'd play his entire career with the Hornets, which of course, you know, he was, you know, he was there so long ago, unless you're a real big fan of the NBA, you might forget that he played for the Hornets. Right. And I think, are you there, uh, Cyrus? Oh my God, I was muted. I, I did not even press the mute button there, damn it. I was I was just adding to that saying, I believe the former number three pick for the for the Charlotte Hornets, uh, Chris Paul, right. way back when. The dude's like super old, like a lot of Warriors now. No, you're absolutely right, man. That was a long ass time ago. Um, and Douglas Mikes, I, I agree with these sentiments as well yeah. as, a, as a fellow Sherman, yeah. 49ers fan. Ryan, I'm guessing you are as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We all hated Ryan, uh, Richard Sherman. Suddenly he joins the team. We, we kind of, you know, uh, accepted him very quickly. And I think the same will happen uh, with Chris Paul this season. Unless yeah, I also think this real quick, yeah. I, I'll just say, I also, it, it reminds me a little bit of, of, of the, the KD vibes, but, but the difference is Durant came to the Warriors at a, at a time where he's peaking in his career. Whereas Chris Paul is definitely on the downside of his career. Oh, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, he's got some years left, but let's be honest. Come on. He, he's, he's, he's got the, he's got the, he's got the, the light at the end of the tunnel in the rear view mirror. So Absolutely. he knows he's coming. And I think, <laughs> yeah. well, I think he realizes at his age, even with his skill set, he better he, he better kind of like figure out a way to, to get along with his teammates because he's in a he's in a very good situation. So maybe he Let's didn't hope. want to come to the Warriors, but he's obviously in a place where he can win here and he should adopt the role that he's been given. And I think it finally kind of you know dawned on him that yeah, you know what, I better make the best of this. I hope you're correct because as I'm sure you know as well as I do, not everyone, in fact, a lot of people in this world lack self-awareness. And I feel like professional athletes certainly fit that bill. Yeah. I hope Clay Thompson um, is in line with reality. And look, maybe Clay Thompson's going to be on fire all season and this will be a moot point. But, um, you know, he's a player that is coming a lot to mind. And in fact, uh, I, when Kylan Mills comes on the show tomorrow, I think we're going to dedicate tomorrow's show unless a lot of other news uh, items drop um, to Clay Thompson because I was having a long conversation this afternoon with a, with one of my uh, uh, good friends, media professional, about Clay and his story. The more we talked about it, just became more and more intriguing. The more and more fascinating is simply because I don't want to get too much into this, but the fact that Clay, first of all, is wants a max deal, which would translate to like $60, $70 million when he's like 37, 38 years old. Like, is are you living reality, buddy? Like, I love you, Clay. Come on, man. Like, I don't want to lose you to to, to you know a, a late athlete dementia, I don't, which is you know not a real thing, obviously. But um, my point is, is like, yeah, a lot of players like they don't understand that the game is slipping away from them, and they they still think they're superstars at the superstar level. Uh, I don't mean to disrespect Clay there. I'm feeling bad for dropping putting him in the same conversation there, but let's just hope that Chris Paul is a little modest. I, I'm with you. He can be aloof at times, a little tinge of arrogance. Uh, Bailey Bauer uh, wants a shout out. I'm going to give him a shout out immediately. Uh, thanks for listening to the show and following the show. Um, and he also has a question for us. He is curious. Hey, Bailey, if you're a guy and if you're a girl, I apologize. Maybe she. Do you believe if Chris Paul and Steve Kerr would be willing to accept a bench role for him and that they would cruise? To this chip, I guess a two-part question. Part one, I say yes, absolutely. I think we're, we're already starting to see that come around with Chris Paul's new words. And the second part, no. There's no cruising no to a chip this year. Not, yeah. uh, what do you think, Ryan? Before, before. Yeah, you know what I think? I think the Warriors years ago, when they won their first championship, they were the best analogy I can think of is Tiger Woods. Remember when Tiger Woods was at his peak? That he was like just just far and away better than anybody else? Well, other teams Easily, have finally yes. caught up to that to the, to the way he prepares for golf, right? Golfers used to be these lat, these lazy fat, you know what's that were just, you know, drinking like like John Daly, right? I mean, I mean, John Daly was 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 your prototypical golfer, but now you got guys that lift weights, they work out, they're healthy, you know, they're healthy and they're and they're always looking out out for their for their fitness, 
And I think the Warriors were like that. But all these other teams have caught up to the Warriors now. And and unfortunately, add another year to the Warriors. Everybody's a year older. And you got two old guys now. You got um Rudy Gay and Chris Paul, both great guys, but both really, I mean, they're old by by NBA standards. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, I yeah. Mean, it, it, it's almost like you, you know, you, you could give these guys like their uh their senior citizen discount. They're close to my age. Like, so yes, they're yeah. absolutely old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like I, I yes, mean, I mean, the only guys that played like that were, <laughs> I mean, of course, LeBron James has played well. He was like, what, 30, he's 38, 30, it'll be 39 this year in, in December. Um, But a lot of guys outside of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar just didn't play this at this late stage of their careers. And all the Warriors players now are are getting up in age. John Daly is a legend. In fact, he's such a legend Absolutely. that you know I haven't ordered John Daly, but I got to do that one time. Got to go to a bar and order a John Daly, which is basically a spiked uh, Arnold Palmer. Oh well, there you go. That sounds delicious to me. So I wish we had one <laughs> right now. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about Draymond Green. I- I'm going to introduce you if you have not seen these clips already or heard these clips to some new Golden State Warriors. A second Golden State Warriors player is injured. Not a big deal though, folks. And that's also going to lead to a. A quick discussion about Jerome Robinson, if there's time, um, since he was added as the third two-way player. We haven't had a chance to talk about that on the show yet. First, though, I want to introduce you to the possibility of saving some money by using Ibotta. It's football season. Do I have the right copy in front of me? Yes, I do. It's football season. So that means pizza. That means wings. Our Niners, Ryan, they're kicking ass, right? And maybe when you're watching Niners football, when you're watching them just destroy the Cowboys next Sunday night, Sunday night, that's right, Sunday Night Football. Uh, you can enjoy some buffalo chicken dip, whatever you prefer for your tailgate to enjoy the Niners dominate this season. Use Ibotta for your purchases because when you use Ibotta, you save money. It's that simple. And it's not just food that you can use Ibotta for. It's getting cold out there. We're now in October. You might need to buy some new clothes. Use Ibotta. Get cash back on winter coats, hats, gloves, scarves, whatever the family needs. The holidays are also here. Everyone out there is about to feed this tremendous economy that that we call our America, our country. And it's all about that holiday season shopping, folks. It's the fuel for that fire. And with Ibotta, when you're spending all that money, get a chance to get some of it back. You can save with your holiday shopping. Download the Ibotta app right now and use the code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, to start earning real cash back. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED. Again, that's L-O-C-K-E-D. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store. And remember to use that code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Every dayers, tune back in tomorrow night. Kylan Mills is going to join me. We're going to talk a lot about Clay Thompson, among many things. Look, your opinions, your interests also drive the show. Engage with us. I'm on threads at Dog Wild. The show is still on Twitter at Locked On Dubs. My guest today, Ryan Leong, is on Twitter. Just follow him by his name, Ryan Leong. It's that easy. He reports on all Bay Area sports. For AP Radio, NBC News, you name it, he's covering it. And uh, let's talk about uh, uh, Draymond Green. Um, because I feel like a few days ago, people were hitting panic buttons. People were freaking out. Oh, no. He rolled an ankle, folks. If you tune into this show, we were telling you just chill the F out. 
There's nothing to be worried about with an ankle sprain that is not a high ankle sprain. That x-rays show nothing is wrong. The ankle is, is look, basketball players suffer this, suffer this injury all the time. Uh, and Draymond, of all people, with the exception, again, of that lower back injury, that's, that's his kryptonite. Let's hope that doesn't come up again. But every other injury he's ever suffered, he's bounced back immediately. The dude does not get phased that easily. And here's an update on how he's feeling about that boo-hoo left ankle sprain. Well, uh, what's going on with the ankle? Um, how did you first you know, suffer that injury and how you feeling now? Um, we was just playing pickup. And it's going up for a layup. Came down on JK's foot. Um, but I feel good. I feel like I'm improving fast. I'm a pretty fast healer. So I feel like I'm improving fast. And, um, you know, it's good. Didn't quite foresee this coming into the season, but everything happens for a reason. Uh, we got to, I think I'm, I'm excited because we have a great performance team and I'll be in even better shape by the time, whenever that is, when I start playing. Um, then I even am in now. Uh, with our performance team. So it's an opportunity for me to get better and continue to improve up on some things that I've been working on. And, uh, you know, when when the time is there, get back out there and be ready to go. And I hit the ground running. There you go. He's got the beard hairs trimmed. Those grays were blowing up last year. He's starting to look like me. Uh, so you can see if you cut the hair short, there's less grays. A little trick out there, folks. And Draymond's following that. Uh, what you saw moving around today at Media Day, was it even, was it even limping, Ryan? No, he wasn't. In fact, uh, I was sitting near Anthony Slater, who writes for The Athletic, and he actually uh, tweeted a video of, which I, I didn't even think of until I, I, but he did it was brilliant. As Draymond's walking up to the podium, he videoed all that to prove, oh, oh okay. he's not, you know, he's not walking with a limp, he's not walking with any kind of crutches or whatever, and, you know, he walked up and just sat down. So, nice, clever right. move on his part. Good, good, obviously good reporter. You know, he, he definitely, you know, pays attention to the little details. So, uh, I will say, I didn't have a chance to sit in on everybody's media session today, but I did sit on all of Draymond, all of Chris Paul, I think most of Steph, all of Clay Thompson. So, yeah, so the big guys, I I, I, I miss Sarge, unfortunately. I didn't get a chance to, to hear him. And then ba Bailey's right. Draymond is a master of the media. He, he yeah, came he out is. today, and he – I got to admit, I have serious ADHD, and I heard every word Draymond said without even trying. So that's how good he is at commanding the room. Right. I mean, so you're, you, know, you and I, are, you and I are old enough to where like uh, when we were kids or teenagers or whatever, it was ADD. And then and then all of a sudden, like ADD and ADHD got lumped into one like massive spectrum. Like, yeah, uh, did you ever see that? The reason why I think of this mainly is because when you say you have ADHD and Draymond keeps you locked in, you I, I have a suspicion that maybe the whole thing reminds me of Draymond when he froze. Do you remember that? He's, I think he's done that a few times where his face will just freeze and he's just like drifting off in the space. And you can just tell in that moment, that dude is in another world. Like whatever he's thinking about, I, I wish I knew what that was because it's probably something really interesting. Anyways, you just remind I, me. I that can do that myself sometimes. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Me too. And I, I do that too. And, yeah. I, and I always have to like let teachers know, like, look, that might happen. Like just get, if, please don't take offense. Like it's nothing personal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've suffered from that myself, man. I, I have an ADD, uh, what a sufferer! I don't know what you call it. Yeah, but, uh, but I want to point out one thing that was interesting. Yeah, and you and you, and you probably get to this anyway. It might be I might beat you to, beat you to the punch. But he was talking about how he 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 uh, put himself as a self described a hole, and talked about how he didn't get along with Chris Paul because Chris Paul is also a big a hole. So the two of them together have kind of maybe sort of come to I don't want to say come to maybe the best way to say it like a come to Jesus moment where they 
can relate to one another now because now they're both on the same team, which is where they weren't before. And there was no reason for them to really be amicable because he made a good point. He said, you know, we either really get along and everybody hates that or I hate the guy. And, you know, it, you just kind of, you know, let things fall where they may in that regard. And that's and that does make more sense. Right. It's a lot easier to be the villain than it is to be an opponent that, you know, you're, you're good buddies with. Right. Because a lot of sports, you know, they, they get on baseball players at all the time in the all star game. Right. You see guys giving each other hugs and. And you're like, man, back in Bob Gibson's day, he wouldn't do that. He would, he wouldn't even say hello to guys that were on that were fellow All Stars on his team because he's yeah. like, you might be my teammate today, but two days from now, you're my opponent. I think Giannis, so. I think Giannis Antetokounmpo said something like that just today. I think he was asked about why you don't see him within these offseason workouts with other NBA players, and he gave an answer just like that, which is like he takes these rivalries seriously. He's like, yeah. these guys are my opponents. Like, how am I supposed to like? Be buddy buddy with them and then right. suddenly be going to war with them like that is a champion's mentality but then again the other side of the coin is i mean look a lot of the warriors players work out uh with other uh players from other teams and they're winning titles so it, i guess it just depends on your mentality and your own perspective but it is interesting um I, look uh, one of many interesting narrative stories whatever you want to call it with the warriors this year is the fact that two of the game's greatest trash talkers uh chris paul and draymond green are on the same team together and Gary Payton II, who has not been getting a lot of attention this offseason, maybe for good reason. There's just so much stuff going on. I actually like the fact that Gary Payton is a little under the radar right now, kind of like Andrew Wiggins, right? Like you're barely talking about him. I know Wiggins is very soft-spoken, doesn't like the limelight, but he's one of the most important players for this Warriors team, yet we barely talk about him. And Gary Payton II, I feel like similar, under the radar, right? Subtle, not making waves other than learning about a number change from – double zero to zero, for example. But he had this quote from Media Day. I don't know if you had a chance to see this, where he talked about now being teammates with both Draymond Green and Chris Paul, which does sound damn fascinating. And here's what Gary Payton II had to say about that. Draymond was in here and Chris Paul both and just kind of talking about their history and battles and not liking each other. And and uh, have you observed any of this yet? And these two, uh, can you imagine the the fire and the veterans on this team now with the addition of Chris yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be wonderful uh we don't gotta worry about Chris on the other side you know doing bothering us with his antics and Draymond bothering him so they can bother other other guys now so it's a uh, I'm glad they're on my side and excited to you know get on the court with them look mental warfare is very real and those two are masters at it uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts on these two being on the same team together? What do you expect this season? Well, I mean, unless they get into their own, you know, possible skirmish and you got Draymond Green going at it like he did with Jordan Poole, I think it'll be great. But, you know, you, you got so many egos that are that are on this team. Um, and you and you and that's the thing. Can they find a way to play together? Now, this is predates both of us. But the Oakland A's back in the, in the early 70s found ways to win three consecutive world championships. And these guys, you know, were fighting each other. You know, in, in the locker room in the clubhouse, like you know, after games and stuff. I think I think Raleigh Fingers once got in a fight with like Blue Moon Odom or or or, or, or Billy North, something like that. And 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 these guys still found ways to win. So who knows? Maybe the Warriors could be that kind of team too. As long as as long as they're all focused on the goal of winning, they don't have to be best friends with each other, right? I think as long as you have a mutual respect, and the respect is there that you that you, you know your end goal is to win games and and to hoist the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Speaking of which, that I can't believe the they're making this stupid in-season tournament. That, that that's those are for upstart teams that that want to win that 
midseason award, whatever. You know what I'm talking about? You the know, it's, mar- it's just a marketing ploy. That's all, that's uh, all it is, dude. Like it's it's look the NBA. <clears throat> excuse me, the NBA looked at at the product in November and December and sees that the country outside of hardcore NBA fans does not give a you know what about the product. Like they're all entrenched in the holidays, football. Uh, you got hockey you're competing with. The World Series doesn't end until November, so they wanted something clearly to drum excitement up. I'm. I'm totally with you that it's obviously contrived. It's gimmicky as you know what. Um, I just like the count, the fact that it counts. I do wish there was more incentive to win it. Like I, you know, like a, a, a first round pick in next year's draft. You know, like an extra playoff seating. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, something. Just something. Yeah. A nice little perk uh, for the winner would be cooler than like a trophy and a half a mil for each of the players, uh, which I believe is what they're doing. But I, I'm with you, man. It's it's cheesy, right? Is yeah. that is that how you're thinking of this? Is that how you're looking at it? I mean, well, yeah, and you know, you made a good point. Here's the thing. You know, people like I'll just I'll get a quick tangent here. People always joke about how a lot of women, at least back in the day, used to like watching soap operas and the reality shows. Well, as guys, we do that too. Except the soap operas that we follow are sports, and the reality shows are sporting events. And as you mentioned, the season is broken down into different uh, increments, right? So with basketball, you don't really start watching basketball until after the All Star break, right? If you're a baseball fan, you don't start watching until after their All Star break. Football, you don't start paying attention to until like November first. I mean, of course, people watch football because they're betting on it. But if you're a serious NFL fan, you don't really start watching the games until November 1st because that's when it really starts mattering. Right. So every sport has their moment of when you want to start following their their sport. And, and you're right. Basketball doesn't really kick in until, like, I would say, what, what February, I guess, right? Well, Christmas Day is, like, the the, the unofficial the opening. Start, yeah. Start, yeah. But, exactly, yeah. So that, that's how I see that. But but um, real quickly, though, um, and Val, I'm going to answer your question in a moment. Uh, Ryan and I both will. Uh, but I, uh, before we leave off the topic of Chris Paul, I'm really glad someone asked Chris about this. Um, and that is Jonathan Kaminga, because, you know, Chris Paul was a part of Lob City and people have been asking and, and complaining a little bit. Like, who's going to who's Chris Paul going to be lobbing the ball to? That's one of his many skill sets is, is putting the ball where it needs to go for other players to, to create a highlight reel. And so someone asked Chris Paul about Jonathan Kaminga and his uh, opinion on the young, bright, Still 20 year old. I think I think he turns 21 this month. Um, so he can finally just buy alcohol uh, among a few additional perks. So here was Chris Paul uh, talking about his new teammate, Jonathan Kaminga. A few people have specifically mentioned Kaminga as a guy they think you can help. I'm just <laughs> curious your thoughts on you know his, his game and his talent. And where, you know, basketball-wise, you, you think you might be able to help him in your lineups with him? Uh, J.K. can hoop, man. Um, we done had some great moments and, and pick up and all that stuff. But I'm going to tell you straight up, I'm a hooper. Like, of course, I may be able to help J.K., but everybody, you know what I mean, on the team. And I feel like those guys going to be able to help me. So I, I'm going to tell you, I'm not like a guy who's coming in like, oh, this is just my focus. Like, I'm here to hoop and to to play, and that's the way I am. That's the way I've always been, and that's that's not changing. He did kind of turn that into himself, uh, but but he did say some. That was a weird one, uh, but he did say some nice things about Jonathan Kaminga, nonetheless. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing that connection. Any any thoughts from you on Jonathan Kaminga's off season? I mean, he is a player to look out for. I mean, it's intriguing. What are your thoughts on Kaminga and Chris Paul's comments right there? Yeah, well, I mean, I think for Kaminga, yeah, hopefully this is a year where he's going to come to come into his own because he was, I think he was pretty underutilized last year, and he was certainly not very happy about his lack of playing time or whatever playing time he did have. And again, yeah, you know, with Chris Paul, 
being a facilitator of the basketball and, and being another point guard. Yeah. How was he, how well is he going to find him and distribute the ball to him? And, and like he said, he says he can hoop. So, you know, I, I think that this is, this is going to be the real interesting, intriguing part of this Warriors team is, is seeing how Chris Paul and all his years of veteran play is going to uh, mesh with a new roster for him and a, and a new organization. Cause again, I, I think a lot of people just don't really know what he, what he can do. Because I think in this case also, he's not the guy that's really looked look, looked upon as to be the guy. I think mm-hmm. almost any time Chris Paul has been with a team, most recently with the Suns, he was still looked upon almost like a Steph Curry. And now, in a way, he's not really needed in that role. As, as long as he can do what he's capable of and not even at 100%, let's just say it's like 80% Chris Paul, I think the Warriors should do fine. They, you know, they, they really don't need him to like to like try to be Moses and you know, part the Red Sea, you know? Well, here is a, we finally got introduced to the tallest Warriors player, if I'm, if I'm correct, and that is 6'10", Dario Saric. Um, a friendly reminder, folks, uh, and I'm still hearing a lot of people mispronounce his last name. You actually do uh, enunciate the start of his last name with an S-H sound, so it's Saric. Um, but Dario Saric, 6'10", uh, uh, Rayvon adding to that in the chat. I believe the tallest player in the Golden State Warriors. We finally were introduced to him today. Uh, and he was asked whether or not he is happy to be a member of the Golden State Warriors. In case you folks forgot, uh, it took about two weeks between the, the initial reports and speculation coming out that the Warriors were targeting him, that Sharch was likely going to be a member of the Warriors. And then some time elapsed and a lot of people started freaking out because they were wondering what's going on, whether he was trying to get some more money maybe. Ultimately, he ends up with the Warriors a uh, happy ending in that regard. And here's Dario Saric talking about that and being a member of the Golden State Warriors. Did, did you want to be a part of this franchise as much as fans seemingly want you to be? Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to be. I, I'm happy I'm here. You know, obviously, I didn't sign the first day of free agency, but I signed the fifth day of free agency. So uh, I'm happy to be here. You know, I looked a little bit in those couple of days. I looked a little bit at those warriors how they run the stuff you know a little bit more kind of like to see how i can fit there and obviously i think i can so i'm really like happy to be like fans are happy i hope you know i will prove uh to fans i deserve to be part of this team and i hope we're gonna have a like great season what a so the, so uh, Richard Sarpong saying that was a great question. I believe that was Anthony Slater asking that. Uh, Ryan, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, you're, you're familiar with these voices better than me. Um, great question though, and and I actually love the fact that Sharich was very transparent and open in answering that. Like the, the reason why it took so long was because he was studying Warriors tape to determine if he was going to be a good fit. Uh, your reaction uh, to Sharich's first press conference with the Warriors. Yeah, I actually didn't have a chance to listen in to him today. I was, I was, I think I was, at that point I might have been wandering around seeing what was going on with the other, uh, you know, stations as I mentioned on media day with the players right. and their various responsibilities. And I, I'll say this: a lot of people say that they wanted him to to, to be interviewed longer because he mm. gave such candid answers that you don't normally hear. Um, yeah, it sounds like he would be a really great team player. And again, that's what you want on the Warriors. I mean, when you're when you're surrounded by such a great uh, group of guys as far as like the talent level is concerned. I mean, a guy like Dario Saric uh, will be like another piece in a, in a chess game. You know, he, he could right. really provide a certain spark for the team. And and the fact that he 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 was so dedicated to, like, put some homework into it and, and decide what what can I bring to the table? That just goes to show you that, you know, he's he, he is a team player. He's not selfish and and he just wants to, uh, you know, he wants to get that trophy as badly as a lot of the other guys. 
Absolutely, man. I, I Dario Scharch to me was him and, and Trace Jackson Davis were the, the two biggest positives this offseason. Chris Paul still remains, in my humble opinion, an uncertainty. Might end up being a fantastic pickup. We'll find out. I, I'm just not sold at all yet. I need to see this product on the court uh, to, before I have any kind of opinion about the Chris Paul aspect of it. You know, Ryan, the, the Warriors still have not filled that 14th roster spot. Uh, Rudy Gay and Rodney Magruder, are, I feel like, are the two front runners for that final opening. Uh, Rudy Gay was saying uh, in his uh, press conference uh, uh, interview session that he had a few other teams he could have signed with, but that he, he picked the Warriors because, and, and I'm totally uh, paraphrasing what he said, but that he picked the Warriors because of a fit. Um, now, look, he, the Warriors haven't offered him anything yet, guaranteed, so he might not even make the roster. But what do you think they're going to do? Do you have any inclinations, any opinions on what the Warriors uh, might end up doing with that 14th and maybe 15th roster spot? I don't know for sure. I just know that, you know, Rudy Gay, obviously, is, is a guy who, who is a former big as far as, like, you know, being successful. But, I mean, he's definitely in, in his older years now, and he just hasn't been the same impact guy that he was, you know, even a few years ago. And I think what he played, he played for the Sacramento Kings, like more recently than not. So, I mean, I, I think of nothing else. He's another guy that's going to be there just really for his, uh, his experience level, because again, you know, he really has kind of not done that much in the last, well, the last two years he's played for Utah, but he's, he scored under double digits. And, you know, I don't know. I, I, I see him as like a, the Andre Iguodala of this team. If he makes the roster, would, would you say it's a fair comparison? I maybe more maybe more so Otto Porter Jr. Um, oh yeah, they talk about that too. I'm I'm talking about more like I guess a, a, just a veteran that may, you know was kind of a yeah yeah. Player. Well, I mean Iguodala was was yeah, he was yeah yeah. I, yeah, I mean part of me here's what I'm I'm hoping is that the Warriors there's a player out there that the Warriors really want. This is my hope, and that they're just waiting for that player to be cut so that they could snatch him up. And, and you know Reggie Bullock was was uh, waived a couple days ago by the San Antonio Spurs. I would prefer him over Rudy Gay or uh, Roddy Magruder, in my humble opinion. I think I think Reggie Bullock would be much better than those two. Maybe there's someone else out there. I have no idea. Um, but right now, of, of who the Warriors have in camp, um, I mean, my my honest preference is fill both those roster spots. Uh, but I also like the flexibility that, that that it gives the team, keeping one of those, if not maybe even both, until the last possible minute uh, open. Just, again, because the buyout market is fluid, you're constantly seeing new names dropped out there. Um, Glenn Robinson the third was a player I was personally loving uh, as a prospect, but it doesn't look like he's going to get the opportunity. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, look, Rudy Gay, I wouldn't hate it. Does that make sense? Like, like Rudy Gay wouldn't exactly, like, excite me. I wouldn't hate it either because you're going to get a high uh, basketball IQ player. You're getting a guy who's 6'8", so he brings size. He brings experience. For most of his career, he's been a very successful player. Um, if he can replicate what he's been doing at 37, all the better. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm not also like just ready to, you know, call the Warriors, you know, guaranteed world champions this year if they sign him either. I, I don't know. Does, does, is what are your sentiments on Rudy Gay before we uh, wrap the show up? I will say this. I mean, when I was talking about his, his years, I didn't realize. So when he played for Sacramento for four seasons, he averaged 19 points a game and six rebounds a game. So he's he's not doing that now. I mean, his his two years at Utah. 6.7 points per game and about 3.6 rebounds. So that's a, that's a pretty serious drop off. I mean, again, he's not getting any younger, so you're not going to see an uptick in his, in his in his numbers. So again, if he gets signed, that's where I think, like you said, he could be an auto porter. You could he could be an auto porter type, but an Andre Iguodala as far as I think impact. Okay, yeah. so yeah, okay. Uh, who's the latest comment here? Uh, biggest curry sexual, right? Yeah, he can I didn't see the right. name. I, I don't yeah. endorse that at all, but yeah, I can continue on. 
Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. he makes a good point. I'm just concerned again. Rudy's age is is such where his his numbers are dropping off, and it's I don't again I don't see the numbers rebounding, especially when you play on a Warriors team where unless your name is Steph, Clay, or Draymond, your numbers aren't gonna aren't necessarily gonna light up the screen, and 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 you may not get a lot of playing time. And certainly, some of the younger guys that were at media day today, they may not get any playing time. They'll they'll probably right. be riding the bench a lot. Right, you're absolutely right. Um, oh, so I, I was thinking of this too, real quick. Hopefully, your guy Moses Moody is gonna gonna see more playing time this year. I hope so. I mean, but both him and Kaminga are my boys. I I think they're ready. I really do. It's like it just take off the leash, just let them roam, let them run wild and free. I I, I think they're. I think that I thought they were ready last year. Um, I saw enough from them in the championship run to have faith in those two kids. You know, like I I hope they play, man. I really do. Um. Yeah. Speaking of kids, by the way, uh, I want to uh, quickly play this clip from uh, Brandon Pajemski, the team's first round pick, because um, he was drafted, I think, first and foremost for his shooting, but he didn't shoot the ball well in summer league. Now, on this program, we did not uh, uh, criticize him for that at all. And in fact, we were quick to point out that Stephen Curry, uh, his first season with the Warriors in summer league, also struggled uh, shooting the ball from deep. And Brandon Pajemski talked about that and more. I, a lot of these sound clips are very insightful. Here's Brandon Pajemski. Uh, the team's first round pick. Tim Calcomi, the athletic, you mentioned it. The obviously shooting percentage wasn't fantastic. You've thought about, I mean, many people have struggled shooting in their first summer league or any action. Have you just figured out or kind of deduced what was going on there with the shot? Yeah, I figured it out. I mean, I talked to Steph about it and, um, you know, he kind of shot poorly his first year in summer league too. Um, but I mean, it's kind of how you bounce back from it. I know I'm a good shooter. I shot 44% from three last year over a course of more games than just summer league. So, uh, I know I'll be better, and I'll bounce back from it. What did he just generally say anything, or just maybe you you tend to rush a little bit when any of your just some tips. Uh, I don't want to share those, but just some tips. Smart kid, very smart kid. Uh, I remember Barry Bonds was had that attitude many years ago when people would ask him, "What's your secret?" Why would I tell you? Uh, no, no, that's smart. Keep it close to the vest. I, I appreciate that. That's a that, that was actually a brilliant answer. Uh, I, by the way, you saw Usman Garuba in person today. Is he is he as big as? He's marketed to be like, well, what are your thoughts on him in person? Well, actually, I just got a quick glimpse of him because, again, he's one of the other guys that I hadn't – I wasn't there for, for a session. I was there for Brandon. I was there for most other guys, Rudy Gay. Uh, the guys I actually did miss were Sarich, uh, the new guy you mentioned, and a, a few others. <laughs> the so, the you new know. guy you met, Usman Garuba? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love I'll that. get used to his name later. I mean, I, I, again, <laughs> and I did mention this. I, I asked Rudy Gay, you know, when, when he was doing his presser about – because I think the Warriors do. They have a pretty big revamp roster for the most part. Yes, they do. I mean, yes, it's they a have, better They made roster. a lot of changes. That yes, they did. Kind of wouldn't, you know, when you think of – it's just more than just Chris Paul. I mean, you, when you think of all the guys that they have, this is quite a different team than last year. Absolutely right, man. No, I'm 100% with you. Uh, and, again, just, uh, just to finish up, um, Corey Joseph, uh, this was fairly late-breaking news, um, announced uh, – or the, or the Warriors announced, and I think – I don't know if Anthony Slater maybe reported this first, that – uh, he's dealing with a lower back lumbar strain and he's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. Uh, no big deal. Uh, and, and look, he's the third string point guard. Um, the Warriors also added Jerome Robinson as their uh, third two-way player. Again, that's another decision I would not look that much into. He might get some playing time now, especially with uh, Corey Joseph out, but it's the third two-way deal, third, third two-way spot. That's, that is fluid as well. That could change uh, at any point. It almost sounded like the Warriors were caught off guard a little bit uh, because, uh, what, according to the report I read, if teams don't didn't fill that third two-way spot, they couldn't maximize their training camp roster to 21. And so I think the Warriors just had to sign someone really fast and they went with the, the, the guy they knew best. 
uh, if that if I'm making sense. Um, one last thing before we go, we're running late here. Apologize to the, to the folks of the network. I just want to quickly uh, mention that Stephen Curry, uh, might as well play this. I'm running late. I want let's finish up real fast. Uh, Stephen Curry was asked about the Olympics, and one by one, the dominoes are falling in terms of superstar players uh, who are committing. Uh, LeBron James said he's in. Uh, I believe Kevin Durant, I think today, said he's uh, committed. Um, and here's Stephen Curry on whether he's going to play in the 2024 Summer Olympics. One was one, and then uh, Warriors one. I, I think LeBron and KD today com- committed to the Olympics. I know you sounds like you were part of those conversations at least at some point in the summer. Are you ready like, to commit to the Olympics yet, or do you know? I've talked to uh, I talked to some people about the opportunity, and definitely if all things stay the same, I want to be you know playing. It's the one thing I haven't done, and also understand, you know, uh, the opportunity for Team USA to kind of reassert yourselves as the dominant in the world and all that type of stuff. So definitely want to be there. Definitely want to be on the team, and you know, hopefully things line up that way. We're we're all there. Let's hope. I'm. Uh, that would be really exciting to see. Um, let's let, let's answer. I have a few chats that I saved uh, for the end of the show. Uh, Bailey Bauer, thank you for the love. Uh, anytime you, you, you can, you know, show us this amount of love, I'm obviously going to take it and highlight it because, uh, you know, I'm a human being and this is the shallow aspect of me. So thank you very much. Uh, Kylan Mills will be joining me tomorrow. Um, I think a lot of the focus will be on Clay Thompson. He said some fantastic things today and, and he could be a huge difference for the Golden State Warriors in their, in their pursuit of a fifth world championship in 10 years, which leads to Val Ramos writing, do you believe this is a championship team? Ryan, I'll ask you that first. Do you think this is a championship team? Possibly. I mean, of course, the important thing is going to be health and execution, right? If they can be healthy for one, and then of course, if they can, you know, if they can play as well as they think they can, that's going to be the key because last year they weren't really healthy. They got off to a bad start and yet they still made it to the, um, to the, to the semifinals. So if obviously this year, of course they want a championship, but but at the very least they've got to get to the to the Western Conference Finals. So Absolutely. I mean, what do you think, right? I think it, it, I think it, it you know health is most important. Number one, what do you think about this team? Well, the health thing, without question, you're absolutely right. And, and given they're an older team, that's a huge concern. Mm-hmm. Um, I do you think this is a championship team? Uh, I, I feel like this team has squandered opportunities to increase the likelihood of being a championship team simply because right now, if we're like, if we're talking about health and we're talking about everyone being hundred percent healthy, getting into the postseason, going all the way to the NBA finals, I, I have to lean Lakers and I absolutely hate to admit that, but that's the one team I've never seen the Warriors beat in the postseason. That's the, I, I I'm still just so annoyed at what happened last in the in the playoffs last year. Because I, I I still think the Warriors were the better team. But the Lakers made so many good moves this offseason that if LeBron James can continue this insane run at 39, if Anthony Davis stays perfectly healthy, um, they got that one. Uh, would they get Vincent from the Miami Heat as well among many offseason acquisitions? That's a deep, huge team. And I'm going to be looking and observing very closely when the Warriors and Lakers play uh, those regular season matchups because I feel like those the, those are the games, even more so than the Nuggets. The Nuggets, in a weird way, look like repeating as a world champion is very difficult for a lot of reasons. I know that they lost one key player, and that was Bruce Brown. Um, and look, Bruce Brown was fantastic. So sometimes one player can make that much of a difference. I don't know if that's going to be the reason that the Nuggets don't repeat as much as 
the lack of hunger. And what I mean by that is like a lot of teams, when they win a chip, they just don't have that same appetite the next year to repeat. You also have a whole summer where you're raging and partying. You feel content. You feel happy. And even though they have Nikola Jokic, they also have a a team that may not have the same motivation this year to carry them over the finish line. Like the Warriors this offseason have been hungry, man. They're working out together. I mean, you know, they're, they're committing the, the time and energy uh, to stay in shape to, to, so that you're not coming into training camp unprepared. They're committed, they're locked, and they're loaded. I don't know if you could say the same thing about the Denver Nuggets. I'm not saying for fact, but that's where I'm kind of like not overly sweating about the Nuggets, I guess, is, is my rationale. The Lakers freaked me out. I, I really, look, they, they play their first preseason game, I believe, this Friday. Um, that's not going to mean much. But when those regular season games happen, I'm I'm keenly observing because they freak me out. If you're looking at a Warriors team 100% healthy, you're looking at a Lakers team 100% healthy where everyone is just at full strength, they concern the you-know-what out of me. They really do. Um, But with that said, I also am very confident in this Warriors team. I do think they're a top five worthy team right now. I really do. They got a lot better than they did a year ago. And a year ago, they pushed this Lakers team to six games before they lost. And I I feel like if Kerr had actually played the right players, they would have won that series. Yeah, I'm going to get frustrated if I go down that road. Uh, My point is, yes, I do think they're a championship team. I don't feel as that I don't have the same confidence I did two years ago when I was boasting proudly uh, in August that the Warriors were going to win the 2022 World Championship. I don't have that that same confidence because mm-hmm. I do still feel they're a player short to make life easier for the superstars of this team, and specifically with size, with with the down low down low presence to give you easy baskets to get uh, to prevent uh, second chance opportunities for other teams by grabbing uh, preventing offensive rebounds, grabbing those defensive boards, playing defense on other bigs to give Draymond some rest, to give other uh, players like Dario Sharich, who's almost thirty, some rest. So, you know, like I think they can win a championship, and I'm feeling good about it. But um, I would have felt better if they had added one or two more pieces. Uh, And I hope that answers that question clearly. Ryan, any any, any response from you? Well, no, I'm just curious what you might think of how the Bucs might do this year now that they've got Damian Lillard to to play with Giannis. I've said on the show, and I'm probably in the minority, a lot of people will disagree with me, and maybe rightfully so. I mean, this is all conjecture from all parties. Uh, This is strictly just my opinion, but I think they sacrificed too much. I, I I love that trade for, for two reasons. One, I feel like it weakened the, the Milwaukee Bucks because even though you add Dame Lillard, megastar, you sacrifice defense, you sacrifice championship depth. Uh, and th- I don't think they're as good. I, I really don't. I think the Celtics are hands down the favorites in the East with that Drew Holiday trade. I think I think they mm-hmm. are absolutely the team to beat. They got depth. I don't see them having any weaknesses. They signed Wenny and Gabriel, another player I thought the Warriors could have added. I mean, that dude is an athletic freak at seven feet. I completely forgot even he was out there, and the Celtics just pounced on him to replace Time Lord. So the Celtics, to me, are the team to beat in the Eastern Conference. Um, and in the West, to me, it's like between Warriors, Lakers, Nuggets. Uh, I feel like people are, are totally shooting down the Clippers. If they're fully healthy... They're lethal as well. I actually think that Dame trade weakened the Suns. Uh, losing DeAndre Aiden, I don't know what the hell the Phoenix Suns were thinking. You replace DeAndre Aiden with uh, 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 with uh, Nurkic, who's always hurt, and he's a traffic cone on defense. Grayson Allen, who a lot of people are hyping up, that dude does not show up in the playoffs at all. He's a, he's a ghost. He just goes bye-bye, poof. So I don't know what the Suns are doing, but that was hugely beneficial for the Golden State Warriors because uh, I feel like it just took out one of their main obstacles to to win a championship this year. Um, so that are that's my thoughts on it. What do you think? 
No, no. I, I mean, I, I trust what you're saying more because I, I, I haven't really followed the league as, as carefully as I should, just because I'm covering all the sports. So I'm, I'm going to get find myself learning more and more about these other teams as we get closer to opening night. Yeah, we'll find out exactly. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we have went a long time tonight, Ryan. I can't thank you enough for uh, 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 going on this journey with me tonight on a Monday to start the week. Uh, tomorrow, Kylan Mills is going to join the program, and I want to um, tease tomorrow's show by playing this clip. Uh, from Clay Thompson, because unless something breaks in the news department between now and tomorrow night, uh, this will be the theme of the show. And that's going to be Warriors legend. He's been here from the beginning, but he said some very interesting things. This was actually just nothing compared to what we're going to play tomorrow, because Clay was talking about his future, saying some really subtle yet foreshadowing type comments that we're going to break down. So here's a, a taste of what's to come for tomorrow. Mr. Clay Thompson uh, during today's media day. You will get back to being an all-star player what would it mean for you to get back to the all-star game this year and have a couple more under your yeah. belt before you leave that'd be awesome it's a goal of mine and i think it's attainable it's just how hard i want to work and how ready i'll be opening night so it's up to me and i'm not gonna lie to you it is a goal of mine it's always an honor to play in the all-star game when you get used to it and then you don't go for a while you kind of feel left out so i would love to be in uh i think it's in indianapolis this year i'd love to be there are you and again, this is Clay Thompson in a contract year, folks. Um, that's that I like that. I see that as a positive. Gilbert Abalo, by the way, quickly writes, who can stop the Suns' big three? You mean the Warriors that have absolute depth in the wing department on defense? You mean Gary Payton II, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson hopefully saw some gas left in the tank for defense? I mean, that's just the, the, the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I think the Warriors will be fine with the Phoenix Suns. Denver Nuggets? I don't know who's defending Jokic for four quarters. Uh, LA Lakers, I don't know who's defending Anthony Davis for four, three to four quarters. That's the stuff that that if I'm if I'm Mike Dunleavy Jr., I don't know why that's not keeping him up, up at night. If I'm Steve Kerr, I don't know why those thoughts are not keeping me up at night. That would keep me up at night. I don't know what the solution is to that, but maybe they have the answers, and I'm, I'm just not seeing it. We'll find out. Um, what do you want to promote before you go, Ryan? What's 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 on your agenda? What are you doing? Shows tell everyone what how people can follow you and and anything you want to promote. Okay, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, you can see my Twitter on the screen there. It's just I'm, my name, at Ryan Leong. Uh, I got to get back with my colleagues, and we do stuff with uh, at www.bayareasportswrap.com, but we've got to start getting some podcasts going again. You know, I know I know this is a this is a Warriors basketball, but a lot of people, you know, of course, NFL is, is, is big these days, you know, and I think a lot's going on there. Oh, I do want to point out off topic. You mentioned uh, Gary Payton the second changing his number. That would not sit well with Deion Sanders. Did you hear about that with him coaching no. Colorado? He no. hates anybody who wants to wear number zero because that means you're nobody or you're, you're nothing. And he says that, that doesn't make any sense to me. You you know you have a number. You should you should take you should you know consider that with some respect. I agree with uh, Dion in that respect. It's it's weird because players when they pick number zero, I know they use it as motivation, but it's true. It's kind of like you're self deprecating yourself, right? You're, you're yeah. It's you're it's, weird. Like, I, I mean, it, it's one of those things where I've, I I see it. I've thought about it before. Like it's it's bizarre, but I've never really had much of an opinion, but. That's interesting. Yeah, so Dion does have an opinion on the number zero. That's right. He does not like it. So if you're, if you're playing on his team, you will not be wearing number zero. All right. It sounds good. Ryan Leong, uh, again, uh, and you're you're all over the place. You've been doing this forever, man. Like when I was an intern back in 2000, there you were, I think like a year or two ahead of me uh, with the great Bruce McGowan uh, mentoring you and us. What, what's Brucey doing? Have you talked to him? I got I to check um, him out, man. Some, you know, he just comes to an occasional Giants game here and there. I know he's, you know, helped take care of his wife and his I think, his, I think his daughter now is like going to be either she's not already a senior in high school. She soon will be. Yeah, he's he's but, good yeah. people, man. I, yeah. I He was at KCBS last time. I, I, I need to catch up with him. It's been too long. Um, but Ryan, always a pleasure, my man. You'll be back on the show soon. Thank you to everyone. 
Um, again, we'll be back at this tomorrow night with Kyla Mills. And until then, thank you. Uh, and I think we're done. Bye-bye. Peace out. Thanks, Ryan. Bye-bye. You're welcome. All right. Good stuff. That was a great fucking show.